Welcome to the Success in Medicine podcast. I'm Dr. Rajani Kata, author of The Successful Match, and I'm here with my partner and co-author, Dr. Samir Desai. And Samir, we had done an earlier episode specifically related to issues concerning the Step 2 Clinical Skills Exam and how changes to that exam this year was going to affect international medical graduates. Can you recap these issues? Absolutely. So on May 26, 2020, the USMLE made an important announcement. What they said was that they were suspending the Step 2 CS exam for 12 to 18 months because of reasons related to the coronavirus pandemic. And what they were particularly concerned about was the safety and health of the applicants. And so this presented a problem because traditionally the CS exam has been a requirement to receive ECFMG certification. And so as a result of this announcement, IMGs were understandably concerned about what this meant for them. And among these concerns were things like, would they be able to become ECFMG certified without taking the CS? Or would they be barred from applying and matching into residency? And what made things worse, Rajani, was at the time the announcement was made to suspend the CS, the ECFMG was not yet ready to offer any firm recommendations about alternatives to certification. And this led to a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety for IMGs, uh, just not knowing what would happen. Understandably, I mean, that's a difficult situation to be in, not knowing whether or not you'll be able to apply in a few months. But As of yesterday, we now have some breaking news from the ECFMG. What are they saying? Yes, I'm so glad that we now have some news from the ECFMG because these last three weeks, Regine, I have to tell you, we received so many inquiries from IMGs who were so uncertain of what to do next. So I'm glad that we have some information. And what the ECFMG has done is they've identified different pathways that will allow IMGs who have not passed the CS exam to move forward with ECFMG certification. So that's great news. What specifically does this mean for IMGs? It is great news. And I want to just say that it's a reminder that IMGs are a vital part of our physician workforce here in the United States. And this is something the ECFMG has recognized for a long time. And I'm really glad to see that they've come up with uh, certain alternatives. And the bottom line here is that there are ways for IMGs to become certified without taking the CS exam. Let's talk about that in detail. So what are these pathways to certification? So the ECFMG has outlined five pathways. And before we discuss the pathways, I just want to say that this right now is preliminary information. They haven't released the full details of each pathway, but we do have a lot to work with. And so I think that's very, very good. And before we discuss the pathways in in detail, I want to share with all the IMGs out there that one part of this is going to be taking and passing an English proficiency assessment. And that's something that makes sense as one component of the CS exam was your English proficiency. Okay, that's an important point to highlight that 
you do have to pass an English proficiency assessment before even considering the pathways. So along those same lines, are there any other groups that won't be eligible for these pathways? There are some groups of people that unfortunately will not be eligible for these pathways, and that's uh, outlined very nicely on the ECFMG website. Uh, there are two that I just want to draw attention to, and one has to do with uh, failing USMLE exams. So the ECFMG comes out and says that, you know, you can be eligible for these pathways if you have not failed a USMLE step or step component two or more times. And by step components, they're referring to step one, step two CK, and the step two CS exam. Okay, so just to reiterate, you are not going to be eligible if in the past you have failed one of these step or step components two or more times. So that's a really important point. And what is the other group not eligible? The other group that is not eligible is if you have not taken or registered for the USMLE step exam after January 1st, 2018. Okay, so two important groups to remember. And let's go ahead and get into that first pathway. What is the first pathway? So the first pathway has to do with if you were a practicing physician in another country and you had a license to practice there. Uh, if this was a full unrestricted license and that license was in effect um, on or after January 1st, 2015, then you're eligible for certification as long as you haven't had any disciplinary action taken against you. And mm -hmm. the other thing to note is that your license doesn't have to be currently valid. So there's a lot of IMGs that, that are, have been licensed in another country and may have come here to the US. They may not have kept their license current and, uh, you know, it does, that's not necessarily uh, something that would bar you from following through on this pathway. Okay, so that's very good news. Um, what about another pathway? Another pathway has to do with standardized clinical skills exams. So, you know, we're talking today about the CS exam, but there are exams that are considered the equivalent of the CS exam in other countries. And so if you have passed that type of exam in another country, you may be eligible to participate in this pathway. Now, there are a few considerations here. Number one, that exam must have been administered in English, and it has to meet the uh, criteria of the ECFMG. In other words, it has to be deemed acceptable as an alternative to the CS exam. So they've indicated on their website some exams that they feel are acceptable. And these are exams administered by the governing bodies in some different countries like the Medical Council of Canada, the Australian Medical Council, the Medical Council of New Zealand, and the Medical Council of Ireland. And one thing to note with this is that the exam must be on or after July 1st, 2018. Hmm. Can we um, can we go into a little bit more on each of these? Absolutely. You know, I, I think this pathway uh, certainly will apply to some international medical graduates out there. And there may be some that are thinking, 
well, maybe I can take one of these exams and that would make me eligible for uh, this pathway. Well, the problem with that is that the situation in all of these countries you know, are similar to what's going on in the U.S. in, in that they're dealing with COVID. But let's go through each uh, exam so we can shed some light on, you know, whether applicants uh, could sit for these exams. So the first one is the Professional and Linguistics Assessment Board Part 2 exam, which is an objective structured clinical exam. So this is an exam offered in the UK. And if you're somebody who's passed that, that's great. That might be what you need to participate in this pathway. But if you haven't and are thinking that maybe you could take it soon, Unfortunately, the exam has been suspended until at least the fall of 2020 for COVID-related reasons. Mm. And I think you mentioned that that's the same with three other of these structured exams, correct? That is correct, yes. So the Australian Medical Council Clinical Examination, uh, as well as the Medical Council of Canada Qualifying Examination Part 2, and then the Medical Council of New Zealand, NZREX exam, all of these have been suspended. And some of them, there are indications that they may be back in the fall of 2020, but others just indicate that it's suspended until further notice. Mm. So this pathway is most useful for those who have already taken these examinations. Let's talk about the third pathway then. So the third pathway has to do with your medical school and whether it's accredited by an agency recognized by the World Federation for Medical Education. And that's short, uh, you know, they have an abbreviation, WFME is what they're really known by. And basically this organization has a mission to ensure the quality of medical education worldwide and, and to really check to see that training is of the highest standard. And so this organization accredits schools around the world through one of its many agencies. And so this is something that, you know, IMGs can take a look at, you know, make inquiries with the WFME, go to that website and see if that school is accredited. Now, one thing to note is that you have to have a date of graduation that's on or after January 1st, 2018 for this pathway. Okay. And so I think if we're translating this into action items for this third pathway, the first would be to see if your medical school is accredited by the WFME. And if it is, did you graduate fairly recently on or after January 1st, 2018? And if you meet those two criteria, I think the next action is to really contact your medical school as soon as possible, because, uh, you know, you've told me that you're going to need to have a medical school official attest to your clinical skills. So I think that's kind of the, the three action items there uh, for the third pathway. I would add one thing related to that. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, that you need a medical school official to attest to your clinical skills. So there will be forms that the ECFMG will provide for IMGs to use. So it's important that IMGs use the official forms. And then the other thing is, even though the forms may not yet be available, you can make inquiries with your medical school right now and kind of give them a heads up that this is something that's happening 
and that you're going to need some assistance with because the COVID situation has affected medical schools worldwide. And we've heard from a lot of IMGs that some schools are, are closed or their administrative offices uh, are functioning in, in, a, in a different manner. So there are delays and, you know, reaching out to your school now to sort of introduce this whole thing can help you figure out what steps you need to take to make sure those forms are completed in a timely manner. Uh, that's a really important point, you know, because it's not like the olden days, right, anymore. Um, a lot of these offices will be understaffed. So that's a really important point. Highlight uh, or alert your school now if you fall into this category that you'll be needing that assistance. Good point, Samir. Let's talk about the fourth pathway. So the fourth pathway, again, has to do with your medical school and whether it currently participates in the U.S. federal student loan program. Uh, now, you might think that this applies to schools in the U.S., but there are schools outside the U.S. that can participate in this federal student loan program. And schools in such countries as Canada, Poland, the Czech Republic, Ireland, Israel, Mexico, and the Caribbean may fall into this category. Now, just because your school is from one of these areas doesn't mean that they participate in this program. So what you want to do is inquire with your school to find out if they are a participant. And if so, then this might be something that you are eligible for. And now the countries that I mentioned, those are we know that there are schools in those countries that participate in the program, but this is something that would be worthwhile for all students to check into because, uh, again, it is a pathway that's deemed uh, appropriate for ECFMG certification. A couple of in, uh, important points related to this pathway. Your date of graduation must be on or after January 1st, 2018. And again, you have to have a, a school official attest to your clinical skills. So that's a really important point, Samir. And just to highlight, this pathway really falls for those people who are recent graduates, because again, your date of graduation is on or after January 1st, 2018. And it's probably really important that you contact your school officials right away, because you're going to have to have an authorized school official attest to your clinical skills. So, um, but this will probably um, cover a number of IMGs, this pathway. And let's talk about the fifth pathway. What about that one? So this fifth pathway, again, involves your medical school. And what this is really all about is whether your medical school grants an MD degree jointly with a U.S. medical school. So there are a few medical schools that have this arrangement. Uh, Duke University is, is one that has an arrangement with the National University of Singapore. And Cornell uh, is another. But outside of these two schools, uh, this is not going to be applicable to most international medical graduates. Mm. So very limited for this fifth pathway. Well, that does provide four other pathways that, um, that certainly encompass a lot, but not all IMGs. So we will link to the information from the ECFMG and um, any other Last word, Samir, before we wrap up this episode. 
Yes, Rajani. So what I would tell IMGs is that we now have some direction related to this whole matter, but this is still preliminary information. We don't have all the details related to each pathway. And the ECFMG has indicated on their website that these details will be forthcoming. And also, they have given themselves a little bit of an an out here in terms of saying that it's also subject to change. So we do have to pay very close attention to further announcements that come from the ECFMG in the coming weeks. And if there are further announcements, we will update our listeners and we'll make sure to be updating that on the website. So we thank you for listening today. Uh, this is Dr. Rajani Kata and Dr. Samir Desai on the Success in Medicine podcast. <laughs>